This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. This is a podcast slash YouTube video that is on our YouTube feed uh, at Inside the U on YouTube. So I would suggest checking out our content there. Um, This podcast is a discussion between myself, David Lake, Christopher Stock, and Gabby Urrutia about uh, Monday's big changes with the University of Miami football program uh, concerning obviously the the buying out of Manny Diaz, and the hiring of Mario Cristobal. So uh, this is kind of our instant reaction podcast content. I'm sure Gabby and I will definitely have more podcasts being dropped throughout this week, but wanted to get this out there as soon as possible. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy this conversation. So uh, with that, here it is. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Big news. Manny Diaz has been fired. Mario Cristobal is going to be the next head coach at Miami. I know all three of us have talked about this quite a bit, but it's finally happening. It's an exciting day for Miami Hurricanes fans, for for everybody involved. Uh, Bright future ahead. I think everybody would echo that. Just your reaction to the news. It's actually happening. Yeah, from a reporting standpoint, it's nice that we're finally across this finish line, right? Um, some would say it was a messy process, which I think here in the recent days, that's fine to argue. You know, there was a plan, I think, dating back to last week, right? Um, where they kept Manny on to not only keep the young players from hitting the transfer portal, but also shield Mario Cristobal from having to deal with that speculation as he dealt, you know, as he prepared for the Pac-12 championship game. If it were me, I would have made the Manny Diaz move Saturday morning. Um, But I guess from Miami's side, they wanted more assurances from Mario that it was a done deal. And they also wanted to give Mario the opportunity to tell his team in a meeting first before it was officially official in the media, right? So overall... It's a good thing for the program. I think uh, we can get into the details why, but um, I think it's it's definitely exciting times, Gabby. Yeah, man, really exciting times. And I mean, just considering where we're at on the calendar, I mean, we're nine days away from the early signing period. And, uh, you know, from a recruiting perspective, I think this is just, I think this is just a, a monumental move. Again, I mean, the calendar makes things interesting, but you have to be excited about, the potential of what this next week and a half or so looks like, uh, you know, with Mario Cristobal, whenever it is that he's actually able to get down here 
and how long it actually takes them to, you know, get into the living rooms of recruits and all that stuff. But I mean, this is, this is an absolute home run for Miami. Um, you know, this was the type of move that, you know, the program really needed. And again, just from the perspective of talent acquisition, uh, not much guys as head coaches are going to work harder than Mario Cristobal will on the trail. So, you know, super exciting times for Miami Hurricanes football. I think, I think it sends a, a clear message to the college football world uh, across the United States, you know, just that Miami's here to play. You know, they're, they're not content with being um, behind the eight ball on a lot of standpoints. Uh, 21 and 15 is not good enough, uh, according to Miami. Um, and Manny Diaz just didn't win enough games. That's ultimately what it came down to because on, on some of the other fronts, you know, he, he handled himself well with grace and easy to deal with on a reporter standpoint. There wasn't a lot of those kind of missteps, um, but just didn't win enough games. Again, if Miami wants to compete for conference championships um, and ultimately, you know, get that sixth national title, which seems so far beyond what we've seen in years. But, you know, if that's the goal, then, you know, a move like this had to be made and ultimately winning, you know, six to seven to end the year was not good enough. It didn't matter. There was already too many losses and frankly, too many bad losses, not enough uh, encouraging wins. That's ultimately what it came down to with Manny Diaz. Right. You guys, yeah, are- and to your point, right. And to your point, right. Um, I think that's the biggest takeaway with this change, right. Um, Miami's Miami's made plenty of coaching changes, right. Since the turn of the century. But the reason why this one is different is because Miami's athletic department slash the leadership level from the president's level, right, of the university is no longer going to be running the UM athletic department and the football program like a mom and pop shop, right? They are approaching this like a big business. And in big business, decisions are ruthless, cold-blooded, um, and that's that's how they treated Manny Diaz, right? Um, but Moving forward, they are showing a willingness to pump big money into obviously landing a proven commodity at head coach. They're going to give him plenty of staffing pool salary money. Um, And there's a plan in general to just keep pumping more money over here over the next few years into the football program. That type of commitment is what makes this coaching change different than the ones we've seen this century. Right. So it's a statement, like you're saying, Chris, in that regard, I do want to say, and we don't have to talk about Manny anymore after this, but it's, it's a situation too, where look, it's not like he, he was a hundred percent bad, right? No coach is a hundred percent bad, hundred percent good. Um, Manny Diaz did plenty of good. He brought as a defensive coordinator, a style of defense that needed to come back to UM with an aggressive attacking style on the line of scrimmage compared to what we saw in the Al Golden era. Uh, The turnover chain was fun in 2017. Um, And as a head coach, I think he deserves credit for fixing the quarterback room and hiring an offensive coordinator uh, in year two and Rhett Lashley that brought kind of the no huddle spread up tempo offense for the first time at, uh, in UM history. So again, the results determined Manny Diaz's fate at the end of the day. I agree with that decision, but at the same time, I think it's fair to point out 
Manny Diaz did do some good things. And to your point, Chris, earlier, he was a good man. I think he was a good leader during some tough times, you know, uh, when, when leadership, quite frankly, was exposed at times around the country, whether it was social justice issues or handling the COVID-19 pandemic. I think Manny Diaz did a good job as a leader in that regard. And I think people at the president's level would tell you they feel like at the end of the day, they failed Manny Diaz. And to me, that means it's, it's essentially a shot at Blake James, because I think once the president's level opened up the hood and took a look at how the athletic department was operating, um, they didn't like what they saw. And so that is kind of what sparked all these massive changes um, that we're speaking to in terms of resources, et cetera. And I think Manny Diaz got caught up in something bigger, right? He got caught up in a movement where if, if Miami was able to upgrade the coach, in addition to changing the athletic director, they were going to do that. Um, and so ultimately at the end of the day, that's what happened. Let's stay on that. Gabby, uh, David just mentioned there, why, you know, with an upgrade at coach, that's ultimately, let's get into that. Like, that's why they're making this move for people that haven't paid that close of attention. Or if you just watch Oregon for the first time at the Pac-12 championship game, um, I think it's misleading for sure. But just, you know, upgrade. What what makes Mario an upgrade? What what is it about Mario that should excite Miami fan base? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot that should, you know, excite Miami fans about Mario Cristobal. Again, I mean, just first and foremost, he is a Miami native, you know, played his high school football at Christopher Columbus, uh, you know, played at the University of Miami, won a national championship, um, you know, obviously spent some time as a head coach at FIU, um, you know, having put together a pretty, a pretty good staff there that's filled with, you know, power five head coaches now, uh, you know, spent some time under Nick Saban, where he was, you know, one of the top recruiters on that staff before making his way over to Oregon where he was an assistant for a year before taking over and, you know, won two Pac-12 titles. That's Miami winning a conference championship hasn't happened. Uh, You know, in a very short period of time, Mario Cristobal was able to do it twice with a chance to do it a third time, you know, this past Friday night. So uh, a a guy that's proven that he could win at at the Power 5 level, a guy that's proven that he can win big-time games on the road. I mean, you look at what Oregon did in Columbus, Ohio, earlier this season, went went into Ohio State, into the horseshoe, and really – you know, beat the brakes off of an Ohio State team that ended up being pretty good prior to that that loss to to Michigan. But I mean, that's a big time atmosphere to take your team into. And so, you know, Mario Cristobal is a guy that can really win big football games. I think ultimately that's the bottom line. He's proven that he's able to do it, uh, and he was able to do it that far away from home. I mean, when you consider the resources that he's going to have here, just really just from a recruiting standpoint, uh, in terms of just the talent that's going to be in his backyard. And again, what sort of what I was alluding to earlier his willingness to recruit and the edge that he sort of takes into recruiting and how seriously he takes it. I mean, you have to be really, really excited about what this, what this could potentially look like. Cause for so long, the Alabamas, the Georgias, uh, the Ohio States, uh, Clemson's heck, even, even Oregon. I mean, Mario almost dipped in here and, and pulled out, you know, one of the top defensive linemen in the area in Nigel E. Kelly, like, you know, the, what he's going to have available to him, not far. You really just a car ride away. Um, it's probably going to be something he's never had before in, in his entire career in terms of just a realistic chance to actually acquire that talent. Um, so I think that this is, an, this is an absolute upgrade, just an absolute home run hire for Miami. And again, you know, this was a move that the university was ready to make, and this big commitment from them shows that 
you know, it, it's time for Miami to start playing some big time college football and to sort of just be a part of, of that landscape. Chris, I'm curious on your take, because we've talked privately, right, about how the narrative of Miami not being a destination job or Miami not being a better job than Oregon or Miami can't attract a good proven coach. This slays all of that, right? And I, I just want you to, to explain your thoughts on those narratives. Yeah, it, there's a lot to unpack with that, David. Um, and like you said, we've talked about some of this. You know, I, I, I think, look, if people are going to say Mario's coming home and that's the only reason why, I just think that's not the truth. I, I think Miami, and I've said this for years, this isn't a 2021 situation. I felt like this for a long time, uh, that Miami should be able to get top-notch coaches because you can win at Miami. It's been proven with national titles, but ultimately with recruiting and, and you know, when we talk about recruiting, it's not the end all be all. It's not the only thing you have to get right at Miami. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that go into being a successful, a successful coach, um, getting the right players, getting the right coaches. And, you know, Miami has the resources that yes, there are a lot of positives with Miami. And I think too often, I felt like even at UM, you know, a little bit, they forgot why they're UM. You know, I feel like whether it was the administration or people yeah. in the building or whatever it might be, I just, they should have expected more. They should be more. The University of Miami can do more. I, I know I'm speaking to the choir with the fan base because everybody watching this is a fan of the Hurricanes right. for a reason. I think sometimes you forget why. Uh, what is what is it about Miami that attracted you? And and I, you know, and frankly, with, with a coach like Mario and Coach Cristobal and what he's been able to do, I don't think this is going to take very long to get things rolling. I don't think much of the Coastal Division. I think there's going to be some turnover. I think Coach Cristobal, now right. regardless of player turnover, but th there's a lot of factors. I think you walk around campus, there, there's just a lot of factors. In terms of people are wondering, well, why? what is it about recruiting? Well, Gabby touched on it. You have, you're able to, to go in your backyard, and it's a lot easier to drive to, to places to recruit um, than to fly, to get on, on plane trips all the time. Also, even, uh, you know, just the, the hearsay, you know, just the able to, to know what's going on, to you know how it is down in South Florida too with the prospects. It's good to get in on them early, understand who's coming through the ranks. There's countless guys that we hear about in Pop Warner that are doing well. And, you know, it's no surprise that they're the top recruits when they're seniors in high school. So just having all of that knowledge. And I think it's going to be exciting to see who Mario puts on his staff because I think a lot of people are going to be excited about this job, um, the potential, whether it's ties yeah. to, to the Miami recruiting base, but there's just a lot of factors. I, I know I probably didn't touch on nearly enough, but Miami, you can win at Miami. You can, you can win in the coastal division. Uh, right. You can win the conference. And frankly, that's what I expect to happen. I think that's going to happen under coach Cristobal. And, and to your point with the conference, right? We're seeing Clemson have some shakeups with their coaching staff, right? Brent Venables to Oklahoma. Um, it's expected. I don't know if it's official yet, but Tony Elliott to Duke. Um, so those are coordinators. And then Dan Radakovich, Radakovich, um, the Clemson athletic director is widely expected to take on that role at Miami. So, you know, look, Dabo is a great coach, but he has built that Clemson program on the foundation of family and, uh, our coaches don't leave us. Right. Um, and so now he's going to have to answer those questions in addition to 
trying to find some answers on offense because that was a big issue for Clemson this year. Um, for me, what excites me most about Mario is that he's, he simply runs a good program, right? I think the modern day college football coach has, you know, he's, he's at a CEO, right? I think a lot of times we get caught up in schemes that head coaches run, whether they're an offensive or a defensive guy. To me, when you're a head coach, you need to embrace being the CEO of your whole program. And that means, you know, being on point in, in all the phases, like recruiting, uh, putting together a good coaching staff, having the strength and conditioning on point, player development. Now you have to have name, image, and likeness ideas, um, you know having good relationships with boosters, being able to excite them to give money to your program, which I think Mario's definitely going to be able to do with his connections in the city of Miami. All these things have to be buttoned up when you're a head coach at a major program like Miami. And so to me, um, in the first time in a long, first time of this modern era, I think Miami's adding a coach that understands how to run a program at the level of the University of Miami. I think Al Golden did it at a lower level and he thought it would be the same at a place like Miami. Um, he kind of learned it, it, it was different. I think Mark Richt obviously knew how to do it at Georgia. The concern there was he was burnt out and we saw that play out that way um, in hindsight. Um, but to me, Mario Cristobal is the first one where Miami landed a proven commodity in his prime energized to attack the job. And so it's, it's going to be a great situation. I think Gabby. I mean, I'm just excited. I mean, again, you talk about just a guy that can run a program and I mean, in my lifetime, I mean, I don't know. I know I'm younger than you guys, but like, I mean, I've never experienced anything like that. Humble you know? brag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, no, you know what I mean? But like, I imagine like, I've never experienced Miami be, you know, Miami, really. I was five years old when they won the, their last national title, um, you know. So, I, I mean, just for me personally, I, I'm excited just about this and really the idea that you are going to have someone like that in that place. And, I mean, last night, I mean, just hanging out, waiting for news to drop. I'm watching Mario Cristobal's introductory press conference at Oregon, and I'm just like, yeah, like this guy just gets it. Like you can tell that Mario Cristobal gets it. Uh, the way he just speaks and the way he just sort of goes about his business – uh, you can tell he has that very, like, I have a plan. This is what we're doing. He's a very firm dude. Um, I'm really excited, man, just about all the different aspects that he's going to bring into the program. And then you combine that with all the additional things that he's going to have that no coach really in the history of University of Miami football has ever had before. So, um, I mean, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm excited. And I think Mario Cristobal is, is the guy that is going to sort of be able to, you know, get this thing sort of rolling again. And Chris, I know you would agree with this. I think like not only is it huge that Miami's willing to invest in the football program now, uh, but at the same time, when you bring in a guy like Mario, he's also on his end going to hold the university's leadership, whether that's the president's level administration, athletic director, board of trustees, he's going to hold them accountable to continue to give him what he needs to win, right? So I think it's a two-way street, again, at the end of the day, the bar is being raised at the University of Miami, both financially and with expectations. 
And Mario understand to me, Mario sprints to those expectations. And so that's what excites me most about all of these moves. Um, beyond the fact that I do think Mario is highly qualified to succeed at Miami. Um, it's just no longer like, again, you and I have joked, Chris, like the way this athletic department's been run the past 10 years or so, it's like a division two school, right? Feel the team, get enough results, make enough money. And we're happy. That is not happening anymore at UF. And, you know, it starts at the top and Mario Cristobal from his level too is going to hold people accountable as well. Just kind of summarizing how I kind of view the athletic department. It felt like year in and year out, they hope to have a winner. They hope to win the division. It's going to be different. Coach Cristobal is going to expect to win. And that's, you're going to see a lot of differences. And I just think back when we talked about Coach Cristobal and I have you know, some of the stuff you kind of forget what you say publicly or on, on videos or, or podcast or writing. Um, on a personal level, I, I was here when, when Coach Cristobal was here in 04. And um, I, I remember him as a coach then quite well. And, and right. I've got some stories that I'm looking forward to sharing to everybody. Um, but I, I think what's exciting to see with, with him on a personal level is how much he's grown as a coach. You guys keep talking, you talk about buttoned up and organized. and Absolutely. Um, it's fun to see, you know, different when he was younger as that coach, but I think anybody that knew him and kind of my memories yeah. of him knew it was going to get to that point. You're not surprised uh, at that point. And, and frankly, like I, I'm, it is a little surprising that you're not surprising, but you just always doubted. This isn't the first time his name has come up or the first time that they should have hired him, frankly. Um, but here we are. And there's a lot of exciting things to talk about. Um, the recruiting stuff, there's going to be some good stories to share there. I'm looking forward to that. And there, there's no doubt, you know, they're going to be expected to win. And um, regardless if we knew them before or, or whatever, they, we're still going to, you know, report what we see and, and speak um, how we see it. Um, and just, you know, there's not going to be any giveaways on, on uh, we're not easing up on, on guys, even though we're all excited to see what this program is. And, and honestly, I know right. on a personal level, all three, it's about all of the us program. Are, and the fans, I'm excited for the fans. And Gabby, you touched on it just with your with your age. There's other right. fans that that have followed this program for a long time that have not seen it. And, and um, I, I think the fan base has been really supportive over the years of of frankly uh, countless disappointments. Here's my comp for Mario coming to Miami, and I'm curious if you guys agree or, or want to push back on it. To me, this is similar to when. Kirby Smart came back to Georgia, right? I think Kirby Smart came back to Georgia. He was, uh, you know, energized to return to his alma mater. He is a tremendous recruiter. He also held Georgia's leadership, their administration, to a high standard of being willing to put in significant resources. I think that is going to be a similar model for Mario Cristobal. I think he's the same mold. Now, can he, can he deliver the same results as Kirby Smart? I think he can, but, I mean, that, that's a high bar. Uh, I do think Cristobal is going to be successful in his own right. But to me, the comparisons there are, are fair to make. Yeah, just jumping out. I mean, to me, Yeah, I just forgot to mention, because, David, you just touched on it again, and I forgot to comment on that. But there, there's no doubt Coach Cristobal, uh, my understanding and, and reporting – 
uh, he, he was not coming to Miami just to come to Miami. He was going to hold everybody accountable and look, get this stuff organized, uh, get, the, get some things that need to be cleaned up, cleaned up. Um, and, and that's not going to stop. He's going to expect resources continuing with, with whether it's facilities, whether it's his staff continuing to get raises so they stay on board for stability. But I, I don't think there's any question. And I've been told, you know, that's, that is going to be the case with him. And just, I mean, along the Kirby Smart lines, I mean, he had options. He had options every offseason. I mean, plenty of schools were trying to get Kirby Smart. And I know that when he went to go interview with Georgia, it was sort of with a list of demands, like, I need this, and I need this, this, and I need this. And with Mario Cristobal, it was similar. I don't think Mario Cristobal is leaving to Miami. Like, we've said a bunch. I mean, especially on the podcast. And, Chris, I know that you feel this way, too. Mario Cristobal wouldn't just, wasn't just going to leave to Miami to go be at Miami. It was because of the right situation. And just because of all that, you know, that was, that was the right time to make the move. And probably what Mario Cristobal had on Kirby Smart is really just head coaching experience because Kirby Smart was a defensive right. coordinator and he made that move. Mario Cristobal has two conference titles under his belt and is making that move. And again, so I mean, I see the similarities, but I think you have to be, again, I'm not saying Mario Cristobal is going to be better than Kirby Smart because what he's doing right now at Georgia is unbelievable and what he's done there. But I mean, heading into this similar situation, Mario Cristobal has a lot more experience, again, running a program entirely than Kirby Smart did going into that, you know, Georgia situation. And if I'm going to compare Mario to like a former UM coach, like which profile is he most similar to? To me, it's Butch Davis. Um, you know, Butch didn't have the head coaching experience like Mario does, but in terms of just relentless recruiter, runs a good program, player development, holding everyone accountable. To me, Mario is similar to Chris, or sorry, Mario is similar to Butch in that regard. And I believe uh, Mario was on Butch's staff as a, as a GA. So um, again, Mario's pedigree, just when you look at the coaches he's observed firsthand, whether that's player, GA, member of a coaching staff, it's, it's the resume is ridiculous. You know, he played under both Jimmy and Dennis, uh, GA for Butch, um, Shiano, right? Uh, Nick Saban. So that's just the coaches he's either played or worked under. In addition, Willie Taggart, man. Willie Taggart. (laughs) So in addition to cutting his own teeth as a head coach, right, which I would argue is a strong resume as well. Look, I think if you, and we don't have to go down this rabbit hole, but I would just, first, let me just say, Google search what Mario Cristobal walked into when he took over at FIU. And when you understand what he walked into and how he had them bowling, I think I think in year four, um, it's a ridiculous turnaround. Look, did it end ugly there? Sure. But we see what FIU is. Like FIU is a tough, tough, tough job. The fact that he got that program off the ground into a bowl game um, and then had sustained success at Oregon. And I would argue Miami's ceiling is higher than Oregon's. So um, look, I think this is a grand slam hire. Everyone who listens to the podcast knows the debate amongst fans, right? Was Mario or Lane? I was always a Mario guy. Um, while also noting Lane Kiffin would be a great hire as well. I just think what this program needs now is Mario Cristobal for all these reasons we're touching on. 
That's definitely going to be exciting. And you forgot Larry Coker, national championship coach that, that Cristobal worked under. Um, another thing, another thing, correct. another thing that's, yeah. Another thing that's crazy is him doing a research. He's been a, a part of eight conference championship teams, three national championship teams, people that don't understand his resume. You, you touched on all the coaches he worked under, but this guy's been a winner. He's won championships. Uh, that's the bottom line. And we've not seen championships at Miami right. in a while. Um, at, at any at any level so it's going to be exciting um there's no doubt about it uh there's a lot of moves that we're we're excited i know content wise we're excited to pump out content i know gabby on the recruiting front it feels like everybody is now in play right like i don't know about th- this recruiting cycle but moving Definitely. forward it, yeah. it's going to be exciting uh fans can get vip subscription I, I would tell you to do it now if you've always been somewhat interested in recruiting, but maybe you haven't went all in on it. Now's a great time. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be real stuff. And I'm excited on that level and doing more videos, reaction, all kinds of stuff that we're doing on the site. I want to, David, I know you touched on it a while ago. Thank everybody for uh, subscribing to the site recently. A lot, a lot of new fans or, or new subscribers. So I want to thank everybody. Yeah. Um, and I want to personally thank everybody for being patient right now. I got a terrible video set up for people watching here, but uh, I appreciate everybody for, for sticking by here. And let me say too, right. You mentioned the VIP subscribers. I think if you're not a member and you want to jump in, I think it's going to be exciting. I don't know how long this sale is going to last, but we are offering a 50% off sale at inside the U. Um, I believe that gets you a, a yearly an annual subscription for, I want to say about $53. So um, again, I think exciting times are ahead. I think recruiting even, you know, signing days coming up in about 10 days, I think it's going to be fun. So uh, if you want to support the work we do, we always appreciate if you, if you throw us your subscription. Yeah, but you're excited about recruiting here. About recruiting. Oh yeah. I'm extremely excited about recruiting and just everything that we got going on right now. Um, I mean, I'm ha- I have people hitting my phone right now as we're recording this that, you know, has me extremely excited about what recruiting is going to look like under Mario Cristobal. Um, I think he's going to generate a lot of interest. I think even with this transfer portal era, um, I think people are going to see a situation in Miami and, and want in on this. Um, again, not saying anything like that's going to happen right now, but uh, I-, I can tell you that there it's going to be it's going to be something here. <laughs> And yeah. uh, I think that there, I think that, you know, this is going to be really great. I think this is going to be a really great, this is going to be really great for Miami. You got to watch the finish these last nine days. And, uh, you know, I think the portal will be good to Miami. Again, there's a ton of spots available. So still so much talent to be acquired, uh, you know, before it's all said and done on this 2022 class. And then of course, moving forward to 2023, which I'm sure Mario Cristobal already has an extremely firm grasp on. Uh, in terms of just being the type of recruiter that he is. So tons to be excited about, you know, take advantage of that 50% off uh, subscription opportunity right now because the recruiting content is going to be constant. And, uh, you know, the way that this staff apparently operates is is very recruiting heavy. So, you know, tons of coverage soon to come. Yeah, so just appreciate you guys for jumping on. We're going to wrap this thing up. Plenty of stuff for us to do, um, pumping out more content. But yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing more stories. I didn't want to pour uh, too much into everything on, on this video all at once, but I, I've got some I'm looking forward to sharing about what makes Coach Cristobal kind of who he is. So we will talk soon, guys. I appreciate you. Thanks for everybody for watching and listening.